0: Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Bijou Banter in the KUY studio. We got Orson Cod. Hello. Daniel Berger Hoyer.
1: It's Oscar season, baby. Let's and, go. <laughs> and
0: myself, Matthew Hu. And as Daniel stated, today is Friday, March 25th of 2022. And that means this Sunday, March 27th, will be the 90, was this 94th, 95th, 94th annual Academy 94. Awards. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, that's a that's a lot of Academy Awards. And today on Bijou Banter, uh, we are going to talk about the nominations, and also some predictions, and also potentially some of the controversies and sort of these things going on behind the scenes leading up to Sunday's ceremony. So I guess just to stop wasting time, let's just get right on into this. So we're gonna go in alphabetical order for the most part until we get to the very end, which will be Best Picture. So to start off with our nominations, we got Best Actor. Now the nominees for this category are Javier Bardem for Being the Ricardos, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Power of the Dog, Andrew Garfield for Tick-Tick Boom, Will Smith for King Richard, and Dendil Washington for The Tragedy of Macbeth. What do we think about these nominees?
2: (sighs) They're great nominees. They all delivered incredible performances this year. I think when looking at the list, it's truly quite a uh, a toss-up of who's going to win, but if my gut is telling me anyone, it's probably going to be Will Smith. His performance was really good. It did feel the most like Oscar-baity, and I can't blame him. The dude has done so much with his career. I I think at some point, any actor or actress would say to themselves, you know what? I've done so much. I've done the great stuff, the bad stuff, the mediocre stuff, and the in-between or whatever. I want to go for that Oscar now. And if there's going to be anything that'll get Will Smith an Oscar, I think it's going to be this movie. And I think other people feel the exact same way.
1: Yeah, like Gorson said, this is a very competitive category um, because I think there is not a single bad performance in this category. I think each actor really did a good job of what they get, were given. I mean, I think my personal favorite out of this one has to be like Benedict Cumberbatch because I think he really put on quite the performance Um, Empower the dog. Like it was so nuanced. It was very stoic, and I think he really portrayed a lot of character, despite the fact that, you know, for the most of the time, he's pretty much grumpy throughout the movie, but I, I, like Orson said, I think this is Will Smith's category to lose right now. Um, He had a really good performance in King Richard, and I think that film would honestly have not gotten, gotten as many nominations if it wasn't for Will Smith, because I think Will Smith is the one that is truly running that movie, along with the Williams sisters. Um, so, I mean, I think despite the fact that I think I want Benedict Cumberbatch, I think Will Smith's going to take this category.
0: Yeah, this is a, a strong—I think all of the acting categories, for the most part, are very strong this year. And Will Smith will probably take the Oscar. He was great in King Richard, but it was not my favorite performance out of these nominees. That will go to Andrew Garfield, who was in Tick, Tick, Boom!, he hasn't won an Oscar yet, and as much as I want him to win an Oscar, I don't think this is his year, unfortunately. Will Smith is great, though, in King Richard, so I won't be too upset, but I don't know if, it would, if I would consider it my favorite leading uh, acting performance this year. Moving on to Best Actress, we got, where is it? Jessica Chastain for The Eyes of Tammy Faye, Olivia Coleman for The Lost Daughter, Penelope Cruz for Parallel Mothers, Nicole Kidman for Being the Ricardos, and Kristen Stewart for Spencer
2: i i genuinely don't know i haven't seen a lot of these movies but if i guess if i had to pick two based on what it seems like people are saying it's probably going to be jessica chastain or kristen stewart i've heard they they both gave incredible performances if i had to lean one way probably kristen stewart i heard hers was incredible in spencer so i'm I'm gonna guess that i mean
1: i guessing i had the luck of seeing all five of these i think like the best actor category it is pretty much a toss-up except I think there is not a very decisive clear winner here like it is in the best actor category. And I think that battle is definitely that's between Christian Stewart and Jessica Chastain. Jessica Chastain has gotten the, uh, golden globe. No, wait, no, she's gotten the SAG award. SAG yes. got the golden globe, mm-hmm. um, which unfortunately SAG award is not nominated, which I don't know. He might happen to, um, <laughs> but, um, chastain um obviously got the critics choice award she got the sag award she got the bafta but you got another powerhouse performance here that is arguably much better than chastain when chastain had a really good performance and i think a lot of it was due to that makeup but stewart really embraced the role of princess Diana. i mean this is like It's kind of like how Pattinson did with, like, Batman. And this is, like, the year I think Twilight actors are really trying to break out of, like, that finally broke out of that mold, and Stewart did. Like, she really put in quite the performance this year um, as Diana, and I think it's something... In fact, that movie wouldn't have been as successful without Christian Stewart, kind of like how King Richard would have not been as successful without Will Smith. And as much as I want to say, like, Christian Stewart has to win it, Chastain looks like it's going to be the safe bet, but it could be upset. City. I mean, it kind of like what happened with Olivia Coleman that one year, where she ended up upsetting all the other not other like upsetting Gwen Close for the wife, despite not winning any of the other awards. But I'm hoping that Stewart can win it. But I wouldn't be surprised if they give it to Chastain.
0: Stewart's performance in Spencer was my favorite performance of last year, so I would. Absolutely love if she wins an Oscar. For everything you said, it is a transformative performance, and we a couple of us have talked about it in our top tens of last year. Uh, Jessica Chastain is very good in *The Eyes of Tammy Faye*, which, in my opinion, is a relatively mediocre film. So it's a very strong toss-up between those two actresses. If I if I'm going with my gun, saying who will be the likely winner, it would be Chastain, but. Like, like the end of that movie, all I, all I need is a miracle. I hope Kristen Stewart takes the Oscar.
1: It's like March Madness. Thank oh, you. Yeah. Thank you, Gonzaga, for killing my bracket. But yeah, I mean, they, she has to pull up the upset somehow. She has to pull up the upset.
0: Moving on to our first um, feature film uh, category, we have Best Animated Feature Film, which the nominees this year are Encanto, Flea, Luca, The Mitchells vs. the Machines, and Raya and the Last Dragon.
2: This one's hard. I've seen all of, well, actually I've seen most of them, but I think the Michels vs. the Machines was the best animated film. I don't think it's going to win though. It's probably going to be Encanto just because I remember when that came out, it was like sweeping the nation with that one song people were loving. So I, again, I haven't seen the film, but I've heard from a lot of family and friends that they really enjoyed it and that it's really good. So maybe I'll get around to it at some point, but yeah, I'm going to guess Encanto right now. Um, honestly,
1: I don't think the animation category is that impressive this year. I think there's just a lot of films that are kind of there, I mean, and no, uh, some of these films I really like, I really like, actually I don't think I hate a single one of them, because I think each of them actually has their own distinct flavor to it. But uh, it's, let's face it, Disney owns this category. Um, because I've, they've been owning it for years. And um, apart from that one year with Spider-Verse, beat out Wreck-It Ralph 2 and Incredibles 2, I'm, it's pop, It's probably going to be Encanto. Um, and I think, but although I think Mitchell and the Machines is much better than Encanto, and Flea is definitely much better than Encanto, in my opinion. I mean, I really like the fact that Flea is actually getting a lot of recognition this year. But I think Encanto is going to be the one that's going to be coming out of this so Victor at this point
0: agreed Encanto is a great Disney animated film even though Flea is was my favorite animated film of last year the great thing about that movie is that it is nominated for two other categories and we're going to get into that in a bit but as much as I want Flea to take home the best animated feature film Oscar I think Encanto has clearly got this in the bag and deservedly so it is a great animated film and it has clearly swept the nation as we said Moving on to our first technical category, and unlike the Academy Awards, we actually acknowledge um, these nominees, these filmmakers. uh, Basically, for those that haven't heard, the Academy Awards this year, they are not airing eight of the technical categories live during the show. They are pre-recording them and basically editing them into the live broadcast in order to save more time on, I guess... retrospective i don't know they're probably just gonna waste time
1: more going close working in front of Questlove. who knows
0: yeah so basically they care more about money and um viewership than actually acknowledging filmmakers but here at bijou banter we respect all filmmakers so the cinematography awards we got (sighs) dune nightmare alley the power of the dog the tragedy macbeth and west side story
2: again this is just another toss-up category they were all good I really liked the Tragedy of Macbeth cinematography. Yeah. I thought that was one where if it was, for all the nominations, if it was going to take anything, I thought it'd be that. I've heard West Side Story is really good. so I mean, I'm going to guess the Power of the Dog will probably be like the Dark Horse in this. Really? Where like, I think that one's probably going to take a lot, but I don't know. I, I'm going it's between the Power of the Dog and the Tragedy of Macbeth. One of those two will take it. I think Dune could actually take Dune it. Dune could I, take I, it. I think
1: a lot of people are saying Dune's going to take it, and... Howard the Dog seems like it is going to be like that big underdog. And like like we said, like there's not a single battery shot film here because I think each film has its own distinct visual vibe with it. And especially like Nightmare Alley and Tragedy and Macbeth have a lot of emphasis on like aesthetic. And then West Side Story has a gritty way of shooting a beloved mu- movie musical. And I'm a Spielberg fan and it's kind of nice to see like uh, Janusz Kaminski actually get a lot of... Um, a lot of like accreditation for what he did with West Side Story because, I mean, he's a great cinematographer, just kind of like a way of like how he shoots the film and kind of like a documentary like aspect that was in Shenmue's list. But I think it's going to be Dune. Um, I think Greg Fraser really did a good job of like a lot of the cinematography in Dune. I think a lot of the shots are very atmospheric. They really show the size and the scale of this world and really show how Big, this world is as well. So I think Dune's going to be the one that's going to be coming away with the award that night.
0: I think out of any of the categories this year, Best Cinematography was by far the strongest because there's a lot of other films that had equally great cinematography that didn't get nominated. Such examples include The Green Knight and Spencer. Spencer, yes, that was another one. But this is a very, very strong year. I think Dune will probably take it because there are some very impressive shots, but I also don't want to Discredit any of the other films. West Side Story had some shots that I literally had no idea how they did, how they did it. Like, it's that impressive. Carefully. Carefully, yeah. Tragedy Macbeth um, is very atmospheric, as well as Power of the Dog. And even Nightmare Alley, too. They're all atmospheric in very different ways that really fits the, the stories they're telling. But in terms of just the amount of scope and scale, I think Dune has this one. Moving on to Best Costume Design. This year's nominees are Cruella, Cyrano, Dune, Nightmare Alley, and West Side Story.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go Cruella. I haven't seen it, but I've just heard they're very eccentric costumes and vibrant. So, I mean, that would be my guess. I don't, I don't really know a lot, but yeah, I'm gonna just say Cruella for now, knowing how much it deals with like fashion and stuff.
1: I, I think Cruella obviously been like the biggest, like one I think that's gonna be taking this whole category because it's not to say the other costumes... Are bad in the other films, I and mean, I think Dune actually had some pretty good costumes along mm-hmm. with Nightmare Alley. Nightmare Alley really fit that aesthetic that, like, that really period piece type aesthetic that I really wanted to, along with West Side Story. But it seems like if Disney had any other horse in the race aside from Akanto getting um, best animated feature, I think it's going to be Corella getting best costume design because it is very good costume design, despite the fact that Corella is a pretty mediocre film. But um, I think Cruella is going to be the one that's going to come away with it.
0: Corolla is not a good film, but the saving grace of that movie are the costumes. And it is literally the only thing I remember about that movie just because these costumes are so out there and strange. But you know that so much time went into making every single one of those dresses. And just it adds so much adds a very unique identity to that movie, which obviously the movie is about fashion. Um I, I also think Dune's costumes are very, very, they're very great, too. But I'm actually going to go with Corolla on this one as well, which I didn't think I would say that at first, but I had after some debating in my head, I was like, you know what, I'm going to give this to Corolla. I'm not ashamed to say that. Best Director, one of the main categories here at the Oscars. We have Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, Rizuki Hamaguchi for Drive My Car, Paul Thomas Anderson for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story.
2: It is 100% going to be Jane Campion. Mm -hmm. I would not be shocked. Just because, you know, what The Piano was able to do like 20-plus years ago, and there's just so much buzz around her with The Power of the Dog right now. And you know what? Diversity is great, because not a lot of women have won for this category, and so I think she deserves it. She did a great job with that film.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is obviously Jane Jane Campion's category to lose. I mean, a a lot of these directors have done really good with the films they have I mean Spielberg obviously still impressed me with West Side Story probably his most impressive film since Lincoln um Paul Thomas Anderson is obviously overdue for an Oscar at this point but I don't think he's going to get it here unfortunately Mizuki Hamaguchi went i my like really great film very well directed I don't think he's going to get it. And Kenneth Branagh for Belfast, despite the fact, although it did come from Branagh's, um childhood, I wasn't as impressed with his directing, as I would say, like Henry V or Hamlet. So it is obviously Jane Campion's category to lose. I think she really is the main front runner for this category. I mean, she's practically gotten every award from every association, like major awards association, like the Golden Globes and the BAFTAs and... And the um, Critics Choice Awards, I think, is really going to be Jane Campion. That's going to be stealing this whole category.
0: Yeah, Jane Campion's direction is probably the best piece of direction I've seen in a film from last year. I I, re- I really had to think about that, but it really is just because everything about that movie just has so much control and is so meticulously crafted. Like you, she literally left no stone unturned with the power of the dog, and it's a it's a very impressive. Piece of filmmaking and i think she deserves it and if she does well actually no she's the second she's the only woman to ever be nominated twice for this category but she hasn't won and i think she's well deserved for that before we move on to more categories we are going to transition into a brief psa and we'll be right back with more bijou banter welcome back to bijou banter we are continuing our um rundown of the nominees at the 94th annual academy awards airing this weekend and we're going to transition into Best Documentary Feature, which this year's nominees are Ascension, Attica, Flea, Summer of Soul, or When the Revolution Cannot Be Televised, and *Writing with Fire.
2: I have not seen any of these, but the one I've heard the most buzz about is Summer of Soul. So I'm going to go to that, or it'll probably be Flea.
1: I think it's going to be Summer of Soul. I mean, I think Flea has three dogs in the race right now, and I don't think any of the dogs are going to be able to get an award tonight. Uh, that, on on Oscar night because Summer of Soul has really been a film that's really um, been heavily campaigned for um, and Questlove has been pretty much like and I I love The Roots I mean Questlove is practically a classic drummer at this point um, since he really transformed hip hop um, with The Roots but I think that um, Summer of Soul is going to get it and I think all the others I mean I I've seen, seen Attica and Ascension. Those are good, too, but they're not as impressive as Summer of Soul. And Riding with Fire is not getting a release in the U.S. until, like, what? Like, I think after the Oscars. Yeah, like after the Oscars. So I can't really say that that film's going to be getting an award, despite the fact that I haven't seen it. But I think Summer of Soul is going to be the one that's going to take it.
0: With the exception of Riding with Fire, I did also watch all of these documentaries. And it's a, it's a very good lineup. These are all very good documentaries. Flea is my personal favorite of the bunch. However, I think realistically, Summer Soul is going to take this one. Which Summer Soul is? It's um. How would you describe Summer Soul? It's exactly? kind of.
1: It's an archival documentary with minus the Kim Burns effect, where it's exploring um a lot like this huge festival in Harlem, New York. During the time of the moon landing, where a lot of white America was focused on the moon landing, a lot of black America was focused on this Summer of Soul Festival. And it was up until 50 years later where Questlove found all that footage from that event and made it into a film. So,
0: Yeah, it's a a very impressive documentary in terms of the archival footage and just getting into the politics of the time, too, so... That'll likely be the winner. I would love if Flea wins, but either way, I'll be a happy camper. I
2: will admit, uh, I know we kind of mentioned we might just say a couple snubs. While I thought the movie was 30 minutes too long, I think uh, Sparks Brothers should have at least gotten a nomination. Yeah, Sparks Brothers (laughs) should have
1: gotten nominated. The Velvet Underground I wish was nominated too, along with The Rescue, which was also very good.
0: Yeah, there, there was a lot of great documentaries this past year, and I'm surprised more of them didn't get campaigned for. Like, I don't think they did a very strong... Not really aus- for at least Sparks. Sparks Brothers did not have a strong Maybe award Maybe that's campaign. because
2: it just came out so early last summer that, like, the buzz kind of died down. I don't know. Well, who knows? I mean,
1: I mean, Coda had the same thing. Look at where Coda was yeah, now. So, so who knows? Who knows?
0: Moving on to another category that will that will not be um, aired during the, the ceremony, unfortunately... Best film editing. This year's nominees are Don't Look Up, Dune, King Richard, The Power of the Dog, and Tick, Tick, Boom.
2: Um, I know, Matthew, you're wanting Don't Look Up to win. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I'm going to <laughs> uh, go probably Tick, Tick, Boom. I liked the editing, uh, especially with how they were able to do some of the transitions. But again, I I, I don't know. They were all great. Maybe I just don't look up. But uh, yeah, they were all great. So I'm going to go probably Tick, Tick, Boom, but we shall see.
1: Uh, just like Best Actress, this is a very huge toss-up category because I think a lot of these films, apart from Don't Look Up, and I just don't even want to look at that name right now, so I'm just going to scroll all the way down <laughs> on my computer. Um, There's These four nominees, um, with Dune, King Richard, Tick, Tick, Boone, The Power of the Dog, and I'm not going to mention that other one, um, are all very well edited. Um, I think... And it looks like it's gonna be a toss-up category between The Power of the Dog and Dune, with Tick, Tick, Boom being the potential dark horse. A lot of publications are saying that Dune could take it, but if people know from like awards past, a lot of the films that win Best Editing usually win Best Picture, um, which can sometimes not be true because there's been situations in the past where that has never been the case, but um, I think because um and but i think dune could potentially take it um but Power of the dog might have it maybe might have it a little bit in the bag if it's trying to campaign for best picture but i think it could eat i think it could go either way
0: i i had to sit on this one for a bit because i was really between tick tick boom and dune and i'm gonna go with the former actually because tick tick boom had very impressive editing for a musical film it really did um actually do a lot of interesting things with the structure and also adapting it from the stage to the screen. It was very—it was a very creative presentation. Dune was very methodical and Don't Look Up is generally one of the worst edited movies I've ever seen. I'm not even exaggerating. It makes Bohemian Rhapsody look like Whiplash in comparison. It's just awful, awful, awful editing. I, I could do something better in Windows Movie Maker in five <laughs> minutes, I'm not even exaggerating. So I'm gonna say Tick, Tick, Boom. That was my rant. Um, Moving on to best international feature film. This is a very strong category as well. The nominees are Drive My Car, representing Japan, Flea, representing Denmark, The Hand of God, representing Italy, Lunana Ayak in the Classroom, representing Bhutan, and The Worst Person in the World, representing Norway.
2: Uh, it's obviously going to be Drive My Car. I've just heard nothing but love and praise for this film. And while, you know, I've heard Flea is great, I think Drive My Car is going to take this because, yes, it is three hours, as I've been told, but it sounds like it just goes by so fast, and you're in love with the story, so I'm going to go with that.
1: It's too obvious on who's going to take this. I mean, as much as, like, The Worst Person in the World and Flea are really, really good. I mean, they're really great films that came out last year, along with Hand of God. And I did not see a yak in the classroom, which, honestly, that does sound like a very interesting concept, doesn't it? (laughs) 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 It's going to be Drive My Car. I mean, I think with the fact that it already is nominated for Best Picture, it's going to take um international feature film and why not i mean i think it is probably the only award it could potentially get that night because i don't think it's going to get any of the other big five awards and it's honestly it is a really well done film and i was very in love with it by the time the credits are rolling um i mean after the i don't know i was in love with it i don't want to make it sound like i was in love with the credits but either way i think drive my car is gonna take this category
0: Ditto. Yeah, Drive My Car is a genuine masterpiece. However, if I were running the Oscars and this I is, know what you're say. I would say the worst person in the world should take it. Um, it's not going to happen this year, unfortunately. But in the time that we talked about Drive My Car to now is when I saw this movie, and I think it is a genuine masterpiece and is very. It's a. It's a very, very close um, tie between Titan and Worst Person in the World for my favorite film of the year. Like I'm actually genuinely considering switch swapping them.
2: You don't. Be- you don't have, like, something that got snubbed? I thought you were going to say there was something from International Well, features. there is.
0: There is that, but Titan didn't make the shortlist, but at the same time, I'm not really too surprised. But The Worst Person in the World is an excellent movie. Drive My Car is also really great, and I think that one will take will take it. But this was a very good category, or this lineup was very good this year, I'd have to say. I didn't see Lunana yet in the classroom. Flea is great. Hand of God I thought was all right, but I see why I was nominated. But, yeah, good good slate this year. Best makeup and hairstyling. This is a very interesting selection of films. The nominees are Coming to America, Cruella, Dune, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, and
2: House of Gucci. I don't know. Like, I'm going to say House of Gucci because- Oh, really? I don't know. Possibly it could be The Eyes of Tammy Faye or Cruella. Genuinely, I, I don't know. I, I'm going with one of those three. Yeah. It seems like
1: Issa Tammy Faye is going to be the one that will take this, according to many of the award publications. And I, I actually agree. I think this is it's probably the best makeup job I've seen. I mean, Good Chastain wouldn't have gotten the nomination without this makeup um, because she really disappears into this role, um, despite the fact that the film comes off pretty mediocre. I mean, Corella and House of Gucci could potentially um, sneak in and grab it. And maybe Dune, I don't have any hopes for Coming to America, despite the fact that it's obviously recreating the makeup from the original Coming to America, which I don't know, there's not too much of a difference. But I think The Eyes of Tammy Faye is going to be um, the one that's going to take this.
0: That'll probably be the one. Eyes of Tammy Faye's makeup was very good. Dune's makeup is very good. Uh, coming to America is a garbage film, but the makeup is like one of the best parts about it. Corella's makeup is good, and House of Gucci's makeup, I actually think. In retrospect, is really cartoony. Like the movie, the movie has a lot of problems, but yeah, it's just I don't know. For some reason, the makeup, thinking back, on it it's just like it doesn't. It really looks out of place. Unfortunately, I see why it was nominated though, and um, well, well, probably just because of Jared Leto's. Yeah. Oh well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, also makeup yeah, of but, yeah. But, but yeah, because well, he plays basically a cartoon character, but in general yeah. <laughs> too. But aside from that, the rest it's of the me. makeup. Yeah, that though. The, the rest <laughs> of the makeup is just not memorable, though. Honestly, yeah. it's just kind of yeah, it exists. So yeah, Isaac Tammy Faye. I'll take that. Another category that, for some reason, I have no idea why this is the case. This is not being aired during the Oscars, but it should be Best Original Score. This is one of the most important categories, and you're not recognizing it. I don't know why, but hey, we're gonna recognize it because we care. The nominees this year: Don't Look Up, uh, score by Nicholas Patel. Dune, the score by Hans Zimmer; and Kanto, score by Jermaine Fra- Franco. Sorry. Parallel Mothers, the score by Alberto Iglesias, and The Power of the Dog, the score by Johnny Greenwood.
2: <sighs> I'm tied this between, is tough. I'm tied between two. It's going to be, I mean, never, ever bet against Hans Zimmer for never. delivering a great score. You never do that. So, <laughs> I want to say Dune. I also surprisingly really liked the score for The Power of the Dog. So, I'm going to say it's going to be one of those two. I think, we'll get to it in a second, I think Encanto's got something else, but I think it's going to be Dune or the power of the dog for this one I'm a sucker for
1: Zimmer it's Dune. (laughs) (laughs) I mean Hans Zimmer has not won an Oscar since the Lion King and there's many other scores He's overdue there's so many other Oscars that have been overdue for Zimmer Inception Sherlock Holmes Interstellar like there's been so many scores that have always been overworked with Hans Zimmer I mean Hans Zimmer is practically at a level at this point where he's on the level where John Williams is at yeah. currently mm-hmm. because I think he's already a legendary composer. And it's his category to lose. I mean, all of these other scores, they worked pretty well. Just surprisingly, Don't Looked Up worked pretty well. Just, I mean, because it's Nicholas Patel, and he's actually a very underappreciated composer as well. And
2: the score Johnny, that was good. Yeah and,
1: yeah, and Johnny Greenwood, I mean, I think his Spencer score was much better oh, than Oh, I agree. Yeah, that's a snub right there. Yeah, that, that was a snub. Um, But... It's Zimmer. I'm the sucker for Zimmer. It's going to Zimmer. 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 Zimmer.
0: <laughs> I I listened to all the scores again because I had that much free time over spring break. <laughs> so and after re-listening to all of them, it's still Doom. Doom is one of Zimmer's best scores in a very long time, right. and it really like he had a lot of passion for the books as as much as Denis Villeneuve did, which that's another snub. Why was he not nominated for best director? But anyway, it's an incredible score. The Power of the Dog score is also very, very strong. Don't Look Up score is actually the best part of that movie. And even listening to it again, I'm just like, yeah, this is actually a, a very good score, even though it can be a bit repetitive at times. But yeah, I think Hans Zimmer is going to take it.
1: I you hope. You better not screw this up, Academy. You better not. <laughs> <laughs> On the subject of music, best original song.
0: This year's nominees are is Be Alive from King Richard. Dos oruguitas from Encanto, Down to Joy from Belfast, No Time to Die from No Time to Die, and Somehow You Do from Four Good Days. It's gonna be the one from Encanto. I mean, isn't that oh, the really? one?
2: Isn't that the one that swept the nation? No, no. no oh, no. it's not.
0: So that's interesting. So the song that Orson's referring to is called We Don't Talk About Bruno, which was Disney didn't submit it for Academy Awards. I guess they weird. didn't. I guess they didn't realize that what they had on their hands was the next Let It Go. But they are performing it at this year's Oscars because one of the songs won't be performed. I think it's down to joy because Van Morrison couldn't attend the ceremony. so.
2: Okay, well then, it's going to be that. And now knowing that it's not that one song people loved, I think No Time to Die has a good chance just Mm -hmm. because, A, it's Billie Eilish. And yeah, I think it's going to be that. So who knows? We'll see.
1: It's going to be Billie Eilish. I think, I mean, No Time to Die is a great Bond song. I don't know where I would stack it up against, like, say, something like Skyfall or Nothing Goldfinger. ever compares to Skyfall. I don't think anything's ever going to compare to those. I mean, we'll see what history will say, but I think No Time to Die is going to take this one. I mean, Billie Eilish is on a hot streak right now. I mean, she's practically swept Grammy Awards after Grammy Awards, but again, that's just the Grammy Awards. But she is she's a global superstar at this point, and it's gonna be poor Beyonce. He's always gonna be knocked out on an Oscar, but for original song because she's always Beyonce. has always submitted something, but has never got anything because she wrote the song for King Richard. But I think it's gonna be Billy Eilish's to win. Yeah,
0: No Time to Die is a legitimately great song. I've listened to it quite a lot. Honestly, a lot of the songs in this year, I'm didn't really impress me. Like the one song that was nominated from Encanto was honestly the most forgettable song, even though it's the emotional. Part of the movie is is Orugitas. It's just I don't really remember it. It's not nearly as catchy. And the other songs I just don't remember anything about them. Like I listened to all of them again and I don't remember anything about Down to Joy or Be Alive or Somehow You Do. So Billy Osh is going to get an Oscar. No time to die.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, we are going to go a little bit out of order, and we are going to go to the screenplay nominees now. The first one is Best Original Screenplay. The nominees this year are Belfast, Don't Look Up, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, and The Worst Person in the World.
2: Uh, I mean... This
0: is a, this is a hard one. Mm-hmm. I'll just say that right now.
2: Paul Thomas Anderson's a pretty good writer, so I'm going to go with that, but I don't know. Don't Look Up. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Maybe Belfast. I, honestly, I'm I, my gut's going to say Licorice Pizza, but I could be 100% wrong. I um,
1: want Licorice Pizza to get this. Um, and I think it's because Paul Thomas Anderson is so overdue at this point. I mean, any Oscar at least, give him something. The du- Writers Guild of America, I don't know what you guys were thinking.
0: Um, they weren't. That's what they were.
1: Yeah, <laughs> obviously they weren't thinking, and i got to be honest, I'm, I'm not discrediting Adam, Adam McKay. Adam McKay has really come a long way as a director. I mean, going from Will Ferrell films to The Big Short is actually pretty incredible and he also has a new miniseries on HBO Max about the Lakers if you would like if you like if you like to watch it if you want to it doesn't matter um but I think it could I think it's gonna be a toss-up between McRis Pizza and Belfast because I think like and along with PTA Kenna is also overdue for an Oscar despite the fact that I don't think Belfast is really that impressive of a film. And it's not a film I say I hate, but I think it's a film that I wasn't as impressed by as like, say, like Mm -hmm. maybe something like Hamlet or Henry V, where Branagh really shines. And don't get me wrong, I think this was obviously a very personal story for Kenneth Branagh, but I honestly am pulling for Rickerish Pizza um, out of this one. And I don't think King Richard, despite the fact that it was able to get this nomination, I don't think it's gonna get it. Worst person in the world. Despite the fact being a great film, I don't think it's going to get it either. So I think it's either going to be Licorice Pizza or Belfast, with my hope being Licorice Pizza.
0: This is honestly a very hard one for me because I adore the screenplay for Licorice Pizza. I think it is one of PTA's best written films. However, there is a lot of controversy surrounding that film yeah. regarding um, age gap and also a scene where a man says speaks in a stereotypical Asian accent, which has gotten a lot of controversy. So besides that, with those elements in there, I think that will actually really hinder Licorice Pizza's chances at an Oscar, unfortunately. The Worst Person in the World is one of my favorite screenplays of the year as well, but I doubt it's going to take it. It's honestly a miracle that it even got nominated. This seems like something that, like... Only cinephiles were really like, oh, I want this to be nominated, and it doesn't, but it did. So
1: It's like the Academy just grabbed their hand. Okay, in the goodie bag here, what are we going to get? Worst person in the world. Yeah, they.
0: I guess <laughs> they needed one more space to fill. Um, Belfast screenplay is fine. It's just, to me, it plays it really safe. If, I don't know, I want to go with my gut and say Licorice Pizza, but I don't think it'll happen. Unfortunately, I'm going to go Belfast. But who knows? Maybe Maybe they'll surprise me. Moving on to best adapted screenplay, we got Coda, Drive My Car, Dune, The Lost Daughter, and The Power of the Dog.
2: I want to say Dune. I think it's probably not gonna be because the biggest complaint is that it's half of the story. So that's kind of hard when you're doing an adaptation to like fully get the full story, but you're only doing it in two parts. I'm gonna go probably The Power of the Dog. Again, it seems like that's the one that probably will take the award. So I'm gonna say that, but I am not sure.
1: This could potentially be the deciding factor on who will win best pitcher because both yeah. of the two of the front runners are in this category. Um, I'm going to go through the other nominees first. Drive My Car, very well written. Don't think it's going to get it. Dune, very well adapted. Um, it's amazing that Denis Villeneuve and John Spates were, and Eric Roth were able to get so much out of just a, one half of a story. I don't think it's going to get it. The Lost Daughter. You you gotta give a round of applause to Maggie Hall I mean, she really did a good job of her first uh, film, too. First film, first director directorial debut. Um, unfortunately, I don't think she's gonna get it. And then you get Coda and Power of the Dog. Um, both are very well written. And I mean, I like Power of the Dog. I mean, it's a very well it's a very well written film. I really enjoyed how the film already had this intensity and how it was laid out in this way, because it's like time. So it's like, it is dragging, but it's dragging for a reason. But Coda seems to be the biggest crowd pleaser this year. And the fact that it got to the PGA and managed to win, um, and managed to win like best picture at the, um, the producers Guild of America awards, um, could potentially say that Coda could get this, um, award but we'll see what happens i mean i want powered the dog because i think power of the dog is a much overall better film but i wouldn't be surprised if they give it to coda
0: yeah i'm gonna go with my gut and say power of the dog it's one of the best screenplays of the last year Coda's screenplay is good when it focuses on the family once about her and her high school life it's just a disney channel movie
2: the only um, reason i could see it being coda and maybe this why could it be something else we'll get to in a couple minutes it's a feel-good movie like, fair yeah it is a well, good movie yeah I'm,
0: I'm not gonna be upset if it wins but, but it's just kind of i wouldn't it call it, too it safe
2: i wouldn't call it disposable because it's no. not as disposable a film but yeah it's just kind of like you watch it and you're like wow that was i feel good now and then that's kind of it sometimes yeah uh
0: the lost daughter is a very overlooked screenplay i think it's very i think it's a really excellent written move excellently written and considering it was a first time a first film it's really impressive but the power of the dog i think is going to take it um, I accidentally skipped one of the categories, so i got to go up for a second, but Best Production Design. That was another technical word I forgot to mention. Um, this year's nominees are Dune, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, The Tragedy Macbeth, and West Side Story.
2: Man, the Oscars are really, I mean, I'm not, you know, so head over heels for them, but I try to make my best predictions. This one is so difficult. to This is a hard one. Yeah, I've said that like five times. Incredible. I want to say the tragedy of Macbeth deserves it just because really? I love that. I love that production design. While the, I thought the movie was okay, I really enjoyed it, but I could see it being Nightmare Alley. So honestly, I think it's going to be either, any of these. Oh, man. Well, this, it will be, yes. Yeah,
1: this is <laughs> just another toss up. I mean, I think they did they had to make these so difficult and not so obvious, apart from the supporting actors, which we'll obviously get to. Um, but I think. It's so hard because I think every single production, I think every single um, production designer and psych decorator really did a good job on all these films. Um, they really, the great. I think since Nightmare Alley doesn't necessarily have too big of a horse in the race, it could. But I think Nightmare Alley could potentially take it, and maybe West Side Story could also take it, and maybe Dune. But I'm feeling that might be Nightmare Alley that'll take this. It's a toss-up
0: for me between Dune and Nightmare Alley, which are two very different films with very different set designs. I'm going to say Dune mostly because it's otherworldly. Nightmare Alley does an amazing job of replicating like a time, like a, a past time period, which is also what Del Toro did with Shape of Water, which also won Best Production Design. But I'm going to say Dune mostly because it is in an outer realm world. It's like you can't go there like ever. So I'm going to say Dune. All right, here we are at the short film category. So also not being aired during the Academy Awards, but also this is one of those categories that's very hard to decide which one because unless you've seen them, you really don't know who's going to be a clear winner. But first off with animated shorts, we have Affairs of the Art, Bestia, Box Ballet,
1: Robin Robin, and The Windshield Wiper.
2: Uh, You didn't see any? I haven't seen any of these. So whatever you guys say will win, that is my answer.
1: I've seen the windshield wiper I'm going for that (laughs) I have not seen the other four I saw all of them and it
0: was a decent year actually the windshield wiper was my personal favorite even though a lot of people on letterbox don't seem to like it for some reason I honestly don't know why the one that I think will probably win is Robin Robin which is a animated short by Aardman who is best known for Wallace and Gromit it's streaming on Netflix check it out if you would like to it's the same style no, it's, um, it's kind of like Fantastic Mr. Fox, actually. Oh. So they, they don't use clay, which is which is actually a first for them. It was personally my least favorite of the nominees because it's a cute story, but even though it's only 30 minutes, it feels like they could have told the message in like five minutes. So it already feels very long for a short, but it's cute. So it'll probably win. Best live action short film, we have um, Take and Run, The Dress, The Long Goodbye, On My Mind, and Please Hold.
2: All right, and I am at the same place again. Whichever one you guys think will win, I think will win.
1: But the fact that there is an Oscar-nominated actor's name in this category, I get the feeling it's gonna be the long goodbye.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. I yeah.
1: mean, I think I mean I just an assumption because I have not seen any of these, and I'm pretty sure I mean they're all they all deserve some of these nominations, but I just judging by that the fact that there's a bigger name in this category, it's probably gonna be the long goodbye.
0: I also saw all of these. They. Pretty, all of them were pretty decent. Um Take and Run was my personal favorite of the year, and I don't have unfortunately I don't have the plot description up right now, so I can't look it up. But that was a really good one. The long goodbye, which stars Riz Ahmed, is also very good. The dress is good, On My Mind is fine. It's honestly like in a way in terms it's the crowd pleaser of, of this category, and then please hold is kind of obnoxious. Mm. So it's a toss-up, but I'm gonna say the long goodbye. Uh, now, I got to scroll all the way back up for Best Documentary Short Subject. And this year's categories or nominees are Audible, Lead Me Home, The Queen of Basketball, Three Songs for Benazir, and When We Were Bullies. Again? I, I, I
2: don't <laughs> watch Zambal. a lot of the short films. The short Zambal. films are hard to
1: watch because I oh, don't yeah, know where they are. But yeah, they're kind of hard to find. Yeah, so. Uh, Queen of Basketball, I think it's going to be the one that's going to get it. I think that's been the one that's been the career favorite. I have not seen it like many of these um and it's unfortunate because i actually really want to see a lot of these short short films but i think it's going to be the queen of basketball
0: i saw four of these i didn't see when we were bullies because i couldn't find it anywhere i think it's actually going to start streaming on hbo after the oscars but out of the four that i saw the queen of basketball was my favorite um it's streaming on it's on YouTube it's a it's an op doc actually so
2: it's funny how you can look at these for me and I haven't seen any of these and be like you know what that one's got the title that sticks out the most <laughs> no, for that's the past how three do, categories that. that's what the ones that you guys have said I'm like oh it might be the queen it, of basketball and then it, you guys say that
0: it's actually a really interesting story it's about um uh, the fir- it's about like the WNBA oh. and it, it it's a I wish it were longer actually It could have been a feature length documentary but it's it's good so I'm going to say the queen of basketball Moving back into the technical categories, we have best sound. This year's nominees are Belfast, Dune, No Time to Die, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story.
2: Dune, I thought was pretty good, but West Side Story, I know, has a lot of musical stuff. So with the sound, so I yeah. don't know. I'm gonna go probably Dune, but we shall see.
1: It's Dune's to lose. I think. I mean, I, I mean, I liked all the sound design in these films, especially West Side Story. And No Time to Die had really good sound design as well, but it's going to be Dune. I think Dune's going to almost have a queer sleep of all these technical categories.
0: I'm going to say Dune as well. Um, all, the, all the sound design was, um, even though Dune didn't necessarily have perfect sound design, I know we talked about in that review, there were some things that were hard to hear, but overall it was balanced pretty well. And yeah, it's just they used a lot of creative techniques to make the sound. So I'm going to say Dune. And before we go on to the rest of the categories, we're going to transition into a quick Grant Spot and be right back with more Oscar discussions. Welcome back to Bijou Banter. We are continuing our conversation or discussion and predictions of the nominees of the 94th Annual Academy Awards. Now we're moving back into acting. We got Best Supporting Actor, and this year's nominees are Sirian Hines, Troy Kotzer, Jesse Plemons, J.K. Simmons, and Cody
2: Smith-McPhee. I, uh, I love Jesse Plemons, but I don't think it's going to be him, so it's probably going to be Troy Kotzer. I thought he was really good in Coda, and I'm rooting for him.
1: At one point, it was Cody Smith-Maffee that was going to take it because he got the Golden Globe. But considering that there is another horse in this race that has resurged above Power of the Dog, it's going to be Troy Kotsur. I think Troy Kotzer, in my opinion, actually had a much better performance than Cody Smith-Maffee did. I mean, Cody Smith-Maffee... Did a really good job of his performance he actually had a lot of pretty interesting things added a lot of interesting depth to his character but troy kotzer did a really great job of his performance um and this this could actually be the second death factory that could win the award after his co-star Mari matlin for whispers of the heart so it will be really great to kind of see that representation resurge once again so yeah. it's gonna be troy kotzer
0: yeah, um, I'm going to say him, even though my personal favorite performance from the nominees was Cody Smith-McPhee, Troy Kotzer gave my second favorite performance, and I'm going to root for him, because be, it'll be incredible to see another deaf actor win an Oscar. And uh, speaking of, well, actually, I, I, I was going to tr- try and make a fun transition, but I couldn't think of it. Um, <laughs> in terms of a snub for the next category we're going to talk about, which is Best Supporting Actress, I thought Marley Matlin should have been nominated for Coda as well. I yeah. thought she was very good in it. And it would, be, it would be nice to have two deaf actors nominated this year. But, unfortunately, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. Moving on to Best Actress in a Supporting Role or Best Supporting Actress, we have Jesse Buckley, Ariana DeBose, Judy Dench, Kirsten Dunst, and Anjanu Ellis. Uh,
2: I mean, Kirsten Dunst, I think, has the reward. I don't know any of these other ones, but I thought Rachel Zegler was nominated.
0: She, unfortunately, was not. Unfortunately, what? she wasn't. She should have been. She should have been. I, well, and then she wasn't invited at first, so yeah, thanks, I've probably Academy. Been, I've
2: probably been on a different planet these past couple of weeks. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, Kirsten Dunst probably has this. I thought she was really good. And she, I did not know she's married to Jesse Plemons. so I thought that was interesting that they also are married in the movie. Yep.
1: There, these are a lot of good performances. Jesse Buckley had a really uh, great breakthrough performance. I wouldn't say it's not a breakthrough, but it's honestly a very... Good performance in The Lost Daughter. Judy Dunch was a big surprise in this category. Kirsten Dunst and Anjanou Ellis did a good job. But it's going to go to Ariana DeBose. I mm-hmm. think she had a really great performance in West Side Story, and I think a lot of the publications seem to agree. I mean, she's practically gotten every actress in a supporting role award at every single big institution thus far. And Wester is going to be an upset, I it, it's, it's Ariana's. It's, that's where it's going to go.
0: Agreed. I uh, change
2: my answer then. <laughs> I haven't seen West Side Story. Oh, you should. It's it's yeah. if you would like to. Um,
1: <laughs> if if you like to.
0: Yeah, uh, she's she's magnificent in West Side Story. Um, she really adds a lot to it. And if she does win, which will likely be a, a strong possibility, she will. Uh, her she plays Anita Anita in West Side Story. For those who know, and also in the original one from 1961, Rita Moreno played her character, and also won the best act, supporting actress. Not oh, oh boy, there you goodness, go. I can't talk. Um, so. That will be crazy if uh, the same character in the, for the same movie in the same category, even though it's like 50 years apart, and
1: that will likely be a possibility. Yeah, I mean, it'll be the third time in Academy history where the same character wins an award next to the Joker, and there's one more. Yeah, I, can't, there's, I can't remember. I remember. I, there is one more. I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, there is about. one more. Yeah.
0: Moving on to our final technical category, best visual effects. And where is it? I can't find it. Here it is. The nominees this year, Dune, Free Guy, No Time to Die, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, and Spider-Man No Way Home.
2: It's obvious it's Dune. I mm-hmm. mean, there's always one of those movies where, for the VFX where all the super, main superhero films are nominated, but then there's that one that's like kind of the more the arthouse mainstream indie film that doesn't necessarily rely on visual effects as much as Disney movies do. And that's always the one that wins. So it's going to be that. But I will say, huge snub. The Suicide Squad should have been nominated. They literally brought a giant starfish to life and a talking shark voiced by Sylvester Stallone. But Spider-Man No Way Home got nominated. I mean, look, I thought the movie was really enjoyable. But as we talked about, they were still editing the visual effects after the movie was already in theaters and sending them newer (laughs) versions of it. So I don't know. To me, that's a huge snub that I could go on a rant about, but I won't. It's going to be done.
1: No, I mean, the back check, but it was Vito Corleone from The Godfather. That's what, I can't believe I forgot that. Oh, but, yeah, that,
0: that movie turned 50. Yeah, like turned 50. So
1: happy belated birthday, Godfather. <laughs> anyway, um, visual effects, it's obviously going to be doing. I mean, I think all the other four. I mean, Spider Man No Way Home is probably second best, and No Time to Die is probably third. Why is Free Guy in there? <laughs> um, I don't know. And Chong T had some pretty. Uh, hit or miss visual effects but it's obviously going to be dune i mean it's it's practically been it had its name on this category even mm-hmm. before the film was even released and i think dune, dune is definitely going to take it
0: yeah it's going to be dune um it, it this is a really bizarre category this year why is free guy there <laughs> like I understand you needed some you need to fill up one more but it's like you got films like Eternals which wasn't a great film but that had decent effects, The Suicide Squad, Basic, um,
1: Matrix Resurrection. I didn't
0: I didn't see that one but I've heard comics actually, things. It's okay. Ghostbusters, the suicide, the, the Ghostbusters Afterlife had somewhat decent effects. If if they watched it T-Tan could have been nominated too but they didn't watch it clearly. Um <laughs> so yeah, Dune, Dune's going to take it. Now, the big one, the one that everyone's been waiting for. Best Picture. We have 10 nominees this year which is going to be the the um, the amount going forward. They used to be nine. There was also eight at one point. But now it's Was there saying, seven?
1: What? Was there seven? There was oh, never seven. seven. No. <laughs> there it, used to be five. And it never goes below eight, technically.
0: But no, but now it's gonna be ten from here on out, which I think is good. Have a nice even even number. And this year's nominees are Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story.
2: <sighs> this is hard. Because mm-hmm. I've seen most of these films. <sighs> You know i think up until about maybe two weeks ago i was going to say the power of the dog but then there was a lot of uh it seemed people tripping over their words and saying things that should not have been said (laughs) and i i'm sure the votes have already been taken in before that but i don't know i don't have any insider information it seems as though it's going to be the power of the dog or coda if i had to go with my gut i'd say coda but again the piano what 25 years ago or something Something so, like that. I think more th-
1: more like 30.
2: Yeah, it was 93. I, I think, think so. Anyway, it's going to be one of those two. I'm fairly confident about that.
1: Yeah, each of these films, minus one, really <laughs> impressed me. <laughs>
2: um, and I think...
1: And I, Oh, that film was Dune? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, hopefully it wasn't. I don't know. That, there's a reason with my number two of the year. Who knows? Um, but... It's obvious that there's gonna be it's gonna be a two-horse race between Coda and Power of the Dog. I think at one point Belfast did have something in the race, but I think once Powered the Dog resurged and then Coda resurged, Belfast unfortunately has been left behind with Don't Look Up. But um, I think with it's gonna be tough to know who's gonna be taking this category, because um, I think both films obviously are very. Very well made, very well shot, very well directed, very well acted. And I like Power of the Dog more than Coda. I mean, I think Power of the Dog is, to me, it's a much better film. It's much, it's much like more, I would say more entertaining, more engaging. Coda is your simple crowd pleaser. But after the producers Guild gave the award to Coda last week, it could be Coda. Um, yeah, usually what happens is like at least 75% of the winners of the PGA award go to, usually go to the best pitch winner for that year. But things have happened where that has never been the case. I mean, there's been 1917 won in 2020. It didn't. And it did, like it won the PGA. Oh, won. the PGA. Oh, sorry. Yeah, it won PGA in 2020. Mm-hmm. It went to Parasite in 2020 so anything could happen i'm hoping it's gonna be power of the dog but don't be surprised if coda takes it
0: yeah um i'm gonna go with my gun say the power of the dog still has this uh in the bag coda if it does win like i'm not gonna be disappointed but i thought the power of the dog was a much better film if i ran the academy awards out of these nominations i would give it to drive my car because that is like the only real masterpiece out of, amongst these nominees but The Power of the Dog is such a it's such a bold, subversive movie. And it's interesting because like, there's parts of it where the Academy would really love something like that. But at the same time, it is very artistic and very different, too, from a, from a Best Picture. Where I think that type of risk-taking is what the Academy Award should strive for. And I think that's why The Power of the Dog, I think, should get it.
2: And what makes me confident with my vote being The Power of the Dog, again, the piano. I think that yeah. when... Jane Campion has a yeah, behind so it. So I'm going to say it's probably going to be that as well. Yep.
0: So that wraps up our thoughts on the nominations, but this is going to be a two-part episode because <gasps> next week on whenever the date is next Friday, I think it's mm-hmm. going to be April 1st. And it's not an April Fool's joke, by the way. We are going to do this. We're going to have our full Oscars recap. We're going to talk about the ceremony, the winners, whether or not it was a magnificent accomplishment of humankind or the biggest train wreck in the history of, of the Academy. Who knows? We don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. So tune in next Friday, where we're going to be talking about the Academy Awards, if you would like to, But until next time, I've been Matthew. I've been Orson.
1: And I've been Daniel.
0: And we will see you all next time, or more specifically, next week. Bye-bye. Bye.